Good afternoon, Packers fans. Aaron Nagler here with your Packers Daily Chat, coming to you live on the Cheesehead TV social channels. It is Monday, not a victory Monday. It is end of season Monday, as Matt LaFleur met with the media earlier this afternoon to wrap up the season after the heartbreaking loss out in San Francisco against the 49ers in the divisional round of the playoffs. Yet again, Packers fans have their hearts ripped out at the end of the season in a playoff game against the Niners, it's become an old hat. I'm really good at it at this point. I'm hardly even affected as I go cry and drink. Seriously, though, uh, what a season from the Green Bay Packers in 2023. Kind of amazing to see the evolution of a young team, the youngest in the league with a first-year starter at quarterback. All of the struggles that we saw them go through earlier this season even midway through the season to the team that got pretty hot towards the end and definitely still had some bumps in the road there, but a team that was gelling, a team that absolutely could beat anybody on any given Sunday, just coming up short against the 49ers, mostly due to themselves, kicking themselves, opportunities missed, dropped interceptions, missed kicks, some poor protection at times, some bad throws from the quarterback, defense playing soft on the final drive. There's all sorts of stuff that you can look at uh, as to why the Packers lost another playoff game to the San Francisco 49ers, who you absolutely have to tip your cap and understand they are a very good football team, but we took it to them. It was fun to watch, and now the offseason has begun. And as I mentioned, Matt LaFleur meeting with folks uh, in the media earlier this afternoon giving out a preemptive strike, as it were, when it came to questions about his defensive coordinator, Joe Barry, um, not making any rash decisions, saying he will be going through his annual process, as he does every year, reviewing the entirety of the season, meeting with his staff, which he has not even begun to do yet. So anyone looking for news about Joe Barry and his continued employment at 1265 Lombardi will have to wait a little while probably a few days, if not a week or so, I would suspect we'll get word um, in about that time frame. Um, one interesting note from the Athletics' Matt Schneidman earlier this afternoon, there had been a lot of guesswork out there on the internet about Joe Barry's contract possibly being up. That is not the case. His contract is not up. He is still under contract in 2024. Matt LaFleur, if he does wish to move on from Joe Barry, will have to fire the man. So, we will see how that plays out. I know. Other than that, there wasn't a ton of newsy material in Matt's wrap-up press conference, but he sure seems like a coach who understands the task at hand, where his team fell short in 2023, where they improved, the things they can build on. For the most part, a very promising season um, when you look at the totality of the work and you look at where they are as a franchise, clearly turning the page from a four-time MVP, Super Bowl-winning quarterback in Aaron Rodgers, completely overhauling the majority of the roster, becoming the youngest team in the league, and opening what I think is definitely, we can say, you know, what it is, hopefully a window of contention. When you're in that position they were in on Saturday night to win a game and be within a game of the Super Bowl, you can't sit here and tell me, okay, the expectation isn't, okay, next year we're getting right back there, and we're hopefully kicking the door down. Look, I don't make the rules, but as the old coach kind of half joke, half saying goes, 
you screwed up now, Packers. You set the standard. We were all sitting here thinking, oh, well, you know, maybe they, they make a playoff run in 2024. Well, you made the playoff run in 2023, and now we want more. And I think they're positioned to do it. I know they've still got salary cap issues to deal with. There's no doubt about that. And they've got their own free agents to worry about and free agency and things of that nature. But the core is there. Um, clearly, lots of questions to answer on the defensive side of the ball. But this is a team whose arrow should be pointing up. And the window of contention begins in 2024. Of that, there should be little doubt. That should be the expectation. It is title town. It ain't wait around town. Excited to see what this offseason brings. Uh, obviously, we'll have all sorts of coverage here at Cheesehead TV. I'll be doing Packers Daily throughout the offseason, not going anywhere. The final Packer transplants with Corey and myself will take place on Wednesday. Uh, the final episode basically for 20 the 2023 season however Corey and i will probably be back intermittently throughout the off season something we've never done before but thinking we'll have a few more episodes this year uh probably obviously free agency kicking off uh leading up to the draft um you know somewhat in that mini camp area probably three maybe four episodes this off season so you're not going to completely uh miss Corey the way we have in Maybe some seasons in the past, Corey will be dipping in and out a little bit more this year, which I'm very, obviously very excited about. And we'll have a ton of free agency and draft coverage here at Cheesehead TV, both on the channel here and on the website. So I hope you guys are checking that out. And starting with Mock Draft Monday, I had a great chat with Ross Uglum from Packer Report earlier this afternoon. That's up here on the channel. Really deep dive, getting in the weeds when it comes to the draft and mock drafts and what the Packers need and their process and things of that nature. Hope you'll check it out. Hello to everybody in the comments section. So good to see everybody. People mixing it up already. Dennis is here, of course. Got a bunch of super chats to get to. Let's kick it off with Ed. How are you, man? Another season ending with John Coltrade. Say it over and over again due to the 49ers. But this year, I feel really good about next year. Yeah, that's the kind of where I've ended up, right? Like Saturday night was tough. No doubt about it. Yesterday, I was a bit numb. Today, I'm in a spot where, yes, unlike, you know, probably the last three or four years with Rodgers, where it really felt like time was running out, right? And you keep banging your head against the wall. I feel really good about the future of this team and excited for what the potential is. Now, let's not get it twisted. There is no guarantee that they get back even to this point, let alone, hell, the playoffs, right? Every year is different. Every year is a grind. And you're, as Matt said today, you're either getting better or you're getting worse. And that is time on task for Brian Gutekunst to make sure that this team is getting better. But yeah, I'm excited, man. It's hard not to be, given the all of the upside and ceilings yet to be reached, especially on offense, but generally throughout the team. It's an exciting time to be a Packer fan, I'll tell you that. William James, thank you so much for being a Carry the G Club member. Savage had a bad game, but overall, the secondary seems to work better with him out there. think he's back. Uh, they need another safety for sure. I'm going back and forth on this one, William. I hear you, and you're right. He Bad game, but they had been better down the stretch this season, especially when he was out with injury. You really saw how they kind of fell apart on the back end, especially when it came to communication things. But he did have a bad game. Had a better game in Dallas, clearly. I think, though, this is just where I'm at with it. I understand the desire to bring him back. He is, you know, 
basically going to become an unrestricted free agent. I get wanting to bring him back, but I also understand if they decide to move on and force themselves to get better at the position, their ceiling, um, the ceiling, the floor has to be higher on defense overall, but especially at safety. Um, they had four people vying for two jobs this summer and they couldn't find, you know, any regular grab it, it's your job for sure starter, including Savage. Yes, I agree. The defense worked better when he was in there this year, but that's kind of damning with faint praise, right? I, you, they've got to be better, and they've got to improve at that position. I, I, if the goal is to win a championship, which it clearly is, I can't imagine a safety contributing the manner in which we saw from Savage in the hole against McCaffrey where he misses that tackle. You know, I, I just, it's just got to be better. And I, I don't mean to come down on Savage. I think he's a good player. I don't think he'll ever be a great player, but it just needs to be better. And I understand you can't improve every single position, every single offseason. Like sometimes you are just, maybe you get him back on a team-friendly deal and you're kind of, quote, living with it while you develop someone else, maybe someone in the draft. Totally understand that. And look, maybe their salary cap situation drives that decision. And they see it very much like you do, which, again, is not out of bounds. I understand it. But, man, you've lived with this kid for how long now? And you've been waiting and waiting and waiting for it to click. And it just hasn't. You know, yes, the defense has been marginally better when he's out there. But that's still not good enough. So we'll see. I mean, William, to your point, completely agree that there's a decent chance he's back for the reasons you state. But if I'm the Packers, I force myself to get better there. Chris, what's up, man? I was surprised as Demosky at Demosky that Matt LaFleur mentioned handling over handing over play calling. Doubt he does. But he has to keep calling plays. Well, so I, yeah, I saw some reaction to this today. And Chris, what's funny is no one seems to remember. He said the exact same thing last year. I think he's open to that idea. I don't ever think he'll do it. But I do think if someone makes a case or if he comes up against, I need to be involved in other areas a little bit more on game day, especially, et cetera, maybe he goes down that road. But I think he's always been open to it. Like I said, he literally said he was open to it last season, at last year's last season, at season-ending press conference. So I think he's an open-minded guy. I think he wants what's best for the team. And if he thinks that will help, I think he'd go down that road. But I'm with you. I think he's found a really good groove with Jordan with these guys on offense, with this particular group, I'd be surprised if you went that route. I'm very surprised. Uh, Pack Dat, what's up, man? Thanks for all you do. Watch Party really helped me create, connect even from D.C. Can we block Steno from interviewing for an O.C. job by offering him play calling duties? I think they can block just from the fact that if he's interviewing for an O.C. job, you know, it's not a promotion. It doesn't matter what the duties are. I'd have to look at the fine print, but I'm pretty sure they can block if they want. Now, I don't think Matt would. I think Matt would probably encourage it. You know, he's always said he's rarely operated the way that Ted and Mike did as far as they blocked everybody. And Matt has seemingly been a little bit more open to helping guys advance in that regard. Not all, it's not 100%, but for the most part, he's been a lot more open about that. So, I mean, could they block? I think they can. Yeah, hundred percent. But I would doubt Matt would. That's just guesswork on my part. 
Uh, Dag, what's up, man? You were busy today. Every time I refresh YouTube, there was a new video from you. Can we do that every day, though? I'm trying to heal from this loss. Dag, I don't know if we're going to be doing three or four videos every single day during the offseason, but uh, I will be putting out as much content as humanly possible. Let's put it that way. And thank you very much for noticing and for hopefully engaging in said content. Appreciate you, man. Gary, what's going on? What a year from darkness retreat dysfunction to a light at the end of the tunnel with raw recruits. Well stated. Diamonds in the rough who began to sparkle and shine brightly in the last half of the season. Gary's like a, a, somewhat of a, a wordsmith here. I like it, Gary. This is some really good uh, framing. Good stuff. She said, Joey, what's going on? There was a comment today by Matt LaFleur about possibly changing things offensively as well. What are your thoughts on that? I think he's, again, I'll just kind of reiterate what I was just talking about. I think he's open to everything. And I think every year he's looking to, you know, find new ways to attack defenses, What take a look at what other teams are doing and incorporate it. I would be shocked if it was some complete major overhaul on offense, right? I think, like I said, they've found a really good way of working, and he has found a really good groove with this guy, with these guys, and with Jordan in particular. Um, I doubt that changes much, though. I do think, yeah, like we're talking about, I think they'll they'll look at everything. They'll look at every offensive scheme and every concept and how it attacks certain styles of defense and different coverages and things like that, and try and take advantage. And that's the job, right? Mimsy, what's up? Left a lot of points on the field versus the Bears and Niners. Pendulum swung both ways. The golden lining, another Barry Charmin fourth to make the case to move on. Yeah, that final drive, man. There was a lot of stuff to get you down in that game, but there was a lot of stuff to counter it to get you up. But, oh, baby, that final defensive drive. That depresses me still. Like right now, two days later, I'm still thinking about it. I mean, just the one chance you have to go against your profile and actually try to dictate for once. But instead, as we all suspected and knew in our hearts was going to happen, Joe sits back there with that too high shell and just goes, no, please allow us after you. Please take the nine-yard chunks all the way down the field, taking up minutes at a time, leaving you one minute to try and make a miracle happen. Please, by all means. Great. Thanks, man. Got me all depressed again. Mr. Inglewood, what's going on? In hindsight, Adrian Amos should have stayed with y'all. I don't think so. I mean, do you know where Adrian ended up playing this year? Did you see his play? I mean, I understand, like, the idea of keeping him around because you need a vet and you need stability at the position. But again, sometimes you're trying to force yourself to get better and or dealing with salary cap issues, completely overhauling your roster, it was time to move on. I got like there was no moment in this game or this season where I thought, oh, if only they had Adrian Amos, especially after last year. Did you watch him last year? I mean, look, I love Adrian. He is an awesome player who helped the Packers immensely, almost helped get him to a Super Bowl. Packers legend. But he's at the end. Father Time is undefeated. Always better to move on a year too early than a year too late. And I don't think they were a year too early. I think they moved on at just the right time. That's just me, but yeah. Uh, got that one. Janice, what's going on? Sad but excited about the future. Defensive secondary has five free agents. Nixon, Owens, Ford, Savage, Ballantyne. I see your secondary getting big changes. Anyone you'd keep? 
I try to keep Nixon as a returner, but not as a nickel guy. I went on at length about this with Ross in the uh, draft video we did today, um, which you should definitely check out. Um, that nickel position, it's a starting position, and Nick, they need to be better there. There is no way they can roll Nixon out there again next year, and that's no knock on Keyshawn. I think he's a good player, but they got to be better. But the the entryway to be a starter has to be higher, especially in a league where you're in nickel 75% of the time. You know, I think he's a great returner. I love his fearlessness. You saw the impact he can have on a game with that huge return against the 49ers. But man alive, they got to get better at nickel. So, yeah, I don't know, man. It's tough. Of all of those, I think probably Savage is the most likely to return, and I'd be surprised if he's back. I mean, all of those guys. Ford, you, you love what he, he's done as far as being available and doing whatever's asked of him, either from scrimmage or on teams, but it's just not good enough. It's not good enough. Ryan, what's up? I can't believe that Matt LaFleur would continue to run it back with Barry. Insane. <laughs> I mean, yeah, this is what I was just talking about on the radio. What kills me about the idea of retaining Joe Barry, I understand they played better down the stretch this year. Oh, and look, they played better down the stretch last year. And oh, look, they played better down the stretch three years ago. So this is three years in a row where they've, quote, played better down the stretch. But then the watchword every summer has been consistency. We've got to be more consistent. Joe Barry himself in training camp this year said we have to be more consistent. Were they? No. All year long, we watched as the defense, admittedly, early in the season, definitely kept them in games. They lost some games they should have won where the defense probably played well enough to win. But when you need them, when you absolutely have to count on them, you are screwed. There's no consistency. I guess that's the one consistency that they found on defense. Hey, is it the end of the game and the offense has done what it needs to do and you need a stop? Well, you can't count on us. That's as consistent as Joe Barry's defense gets. That's not good enough. I mean, look, keeping him, if Matt were to you know, retain Joe Barry, would I be surprised? Absolutely not. But you guys know I would have moved on from him last year, and I would definitely move on from him this year. The goal is to win a championship. You're not winning a championship with Joe Barry as your defensive coordinator. That's that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at after three years. Jocelyn, what's going on? Seemed like Love felt pressure of a win-or-go-home game for the first time. No huddle, quick snap, sneak. Missed to Kraft, the INT. Missed to Jones on third down, then went full far. If confident, I'll learn from that. I... I I somewhat agree. I think there are some circumstances there, especially namely a number one, Zach Tom going out and that line becoming pretty leaky down the stretch there. There were a number, almost every one of those throws is where he's off the spot, right? I mean, how much have we seen him over the course of the last month or so drop back? And even with pressure in his face, he knows, you know, where guys are going to be in the route and be able to kind of fall back and make the throw, right? This pressure was so quick and somewhat relentless, especially down the stretch. He was off the spot a lot. And then while moving, he missed a lot of those throws. That's something he'll absolutely need to work on. There's no doubt about it because, you know, th those are going to happen. That's life in the NFL. You're going to get off schedule. You're going to get off platform and you've got to be able to connect on some of those throws. 
the tough one for me is the yeah the crap the throw to crap that should be a layup you know it's way behind him which causes an elite reach back and that's what causes the tip for an interception the jones one i i'm less down on that one because i that's just two guys miscommunicating you know clearly love thinks he's going to sit down in the zone there he thinks he's going to stop his route and jones is continuing on you know and it's clear i think andy brought this up when we were on let's talk football if you watch before the snap of the ball and i saw this live like but andy reminded me of it jones doesn't know what the play is like he's literally out on the right flank and like going like what the what the hell's the call and then he comes in and then finally just sets because he's got to be set before they snap the ball or it's going to be a flag and then the snap happens and then jordan's running for his life and then he throws it to aaron so it's like they don't even uh, jones doesn't even know what the play is you know what i mean so again there's all there's context there but your overall point, Jocelyn, I agree with. Yes, that it's something he's got to work on. And he admitted as much. You know, there's no doubt that that's something they'll they'll work on and drill a bunch this offseason into training camp. Got to be better because in the NFL, you know, there are going to be plenty of times. these the, the margins are so razor thin. These games are almost always one score. You've got to be able to come through in that situation at some point. No doubt. Aaron, thanks for the super chat. Other than safety and kicker, where do we need to improve on the most in free agency, the draft? <laughs> kicker, that's adorable. They're not moving on from the kicker. They've lived through the heartache now. Like, they're going to keep him around. Like, they'll probably bring in some competition this summer, but he's their kicker. That's what's <sighs> both scary, frustrating, exhilarating. Choose a word. I don't know. But yes. Other than, so safety, where do we need to improve in free agency, the draft? I think corner. I mean, Jair, yes, he. I think he's still one of the more talented guys in the league, but who knows with his up-and-down play this season, adding all the injuries. You've paid him, so you know he's going to be there. Stokes, I have no idea what they have in Stokes. I mean, even you know early last year prior to the injury, he didn't look like his rookie self. And then he did get injured, and then he comes back this year, and the minimal amount we got to see him, he did not look good. Now, maybe is he dealing with the injury there? I don't know, but... So I don't know what that, that's an unknown commodity in my mind. And then Valentine looks promising, right? But still, that's a, a guy who, yes, got a bunch of bankrupts this year. Very promising, but it's not like he's penciled in as a solution in my mind. You know, and then again, what we were talking about with Nixon, you've got to be better at nickel. Got to be, have to be 1000% better there. So whether it's a perimeter guy, whether it's a slot guy, I think corner to me is pretty high up there and i know packers fans are going to get kind of probably maybe not depressed but like oh god here we go again about drafting secondary people high in the draft but i think that's coming i think that checks in the mail they need the talent tamor what's up as we sit here today gut feeling on barry oh, I, I said this to andy i'll say it here i suspect he's back i'll be happy to be wrong about this but I'm guessing he's back. God, now I need another drink. Hold on. Mm. Gary, thanks again, man. Throughout growing pains this season, the one constant has been Cheesehead TV with another year of content tempered with reason and laughter. Thank you. Onward and upward. Go Pack Go. Gary, you are too kind. Thank you so much. I do kind of joke with Corey. Corey and I have talked about this over the years. It's like, 
when you've reached a certain age and you've seen everything we've seen as far as the Packers being absolutely God awful when we were kids and then watching their ascension, right? When Ron Wolf came to town and then watching them win the Super Bowl and then go from Brett to Aaron and win another Super Bowl. And then all the question marks with the turning of the page to Jordan Love. We have seen a lot, right? And so now it becomes like rhythms, like what we expect and what we've seen. And things do tend a little bit true detective to be kind of repeating themselves. Time is a flat circle, kind of, right? So I think we're able to kind of step back and not live and die on every single moment. You know, it's understandable. We're all passionate about the team and people fan differently. I understand that. But, you know. I know I've watched a lot of Packers football and I get to watch a lot more Packers football in the future. And it's just a long, hopefully enjoyable somewhat ride that I'm really glad you all are here to come, come along with, you know? And again, I know we're not, but Cheesehead TV is not for everyone, but the people who get it, I'm really glad you're here, including you, Gary. Thank you. Jocelyn, what's going on? D play better relative to a really low bar. Correct. Yes, thank you. And much of that, quote, improvement can be attributed to an average opposing quarterback playing poorly for most of the game. Finally, team's gonna team. Thanks for all you do. Go back, go. Could not agree more. And this is the thing that killed me last year when people kept talking about the, quote, improvement down that stretch post-bye week. I think it was week 13 last season, right? Like, oh, they played so much better. Yeah, against what? And what was the context? Like, there were a lot of things you could point to to say, yeah, but. I mean, again this year. Oh, they shut down Jaron Hall? Sign him to a five-year extension. Like, what are we doing? Like, I understand, like, there are dudes who came who were bad, like Tommy DeVito, and moved the ball on them. That shouldn't be, like you're saying, that shouldn't be the low the bar that's being utilized. Oh, did they improve from the moment they got embarrassed by Tommy DeVito on national television? Well, can throw a parade. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like we've gotten, not we, and I'm not talking about you, Jocelyn, but like we as a collective, as Packers fans, have gotten so desensitized to what bad defense looks like that like anytime we have competence on the defensive side of the ball, we're like, hey, they're playing pretty well. No, they're just better than shit, which is what we're often treated to. We've got to be better on defense. And if Matt LaFleur can't see that, then we're in trouble. It's as simple as that. Tamor, thanks again. Do you envision some of these players coming back in April thinking they're going to be back in the playoffs, etc.? I hope that they handle success well. I mean, I think that's only natural. Um, if you talk to guys like Brian Balaga, when he was a rookie, they went to the Super Bowl, right? And you think, well, this is what it is, right? Not necessarily winning the Super Bowl, but, you know, we're in the playoffs. We go there because that's what we do, right? So I think there's only some kind of human element there. But I do think there are enough vets on, on the squad, whether that's Kenny Clark or probably I suspect Aaron Jones is back or people of that ilk that will say, you know, this is not a given. You have to work and we have to put in the work. And obviously coaches, et cetera. But yeah, I do. Again, I think that's somewhat human nature, but I also think there's enough balance on this roster to pull those guys along and tell them what's what and say, yeah, none of this is given to you. <laughs> Remember how we were two and five 
Let's not do that again. Abdul, how are you, man? Hey, Aaron, what do you think caused our offense to struggle in the fourth? Did 49ers defense change things up or was it execution? Big part of it. I just talked about this. A big part of it was Zach Tom going out. It really changed things along. And that's not to completely put it on Yash Nyman. That's not what I'm saying. But it they they changed some of what they were able to do on defense. And um, I think Jordan got off the spot a few times where – probably wouldn't have been if Tom was in there. But I also think Jordan just missed some throws, you know. And I also think Matt, bless him, got away from the run a little bit when he got a little pass happy trying to extend the lead um, when he could have been more a little bit more patient with the running game. But, I mean, that's real hindsight shit, I think. For the most part, yeah, I would put it down to a lack of execution more than anything else. And some of that was driven by personnel. Uh, Joe, what's up? A lot of talk about Love's last INT. The first one hurt more. He had a seven-point lead and the ball had a chance to put their heel on the 49ers' throats. Yeah, that's, to me, everyone's talking about the last one. I don't care about the last one. Like, that's a learning moment. It's a really tough situation. Yes, he could have, like, maybe run out of bounds and tried to get a couple more first downs to get him in field goal position. I understand all that. But, man, to your point, that throw to Tucker Crowd, that should be a layup. And that's a big moment. And to have such a poor throw that obviously results in a turnover, it's just hard, man. That's a tough one. That That's the one to me that really crushed, crushed him. Yom, what's up? More or less, seven and a half Packers Hall of Famers on the 2023 squad. Wow. Um, I'm going to say less, but just. Let's say five. I believe there are five. Abdul, what's going on? When do you think we find out Barry's fate? Also, is it true his contract runs out now and they can just let him walk? No, Abdul, that is not true. I mentioned that at the top of the stream. Matt Schneidman reported this afternoon. That is not the case. And Andy and I talked about this on Monday. Like, I know that had, that rumor had been running rampant around the Internet, but I had not seen any solid reporting on it. And thanks to Schneidman for putting that out there this afternoon. His contract is not up. Uh, Matt LaFleur has a decision to make. Um, as far as when will we find out about Barry's fate, I suspect probably by end of the week, next, early next, like probably by next Monday, I would suspect. But that's just guesswork. Don't hold me to it. Lambo Leo, how are you, man? JB defense is a, quote, bend until it breaks. Move on. You know, I agree. Mario, how are you? It just wasn't our turn yet, but it will be soon. Maybe next year. Love next year could even even be better than next season. And that's the exciting part. I do hope people understand that, right? The fact that we saw Jordan improve as much as he did over the course of this season. And, you know, the possibility of his continued improvement, there's a lot left for him to do. There's a lot of growth still available to him. And that to me is the most exciting part. We found a guy who by the end of this season, was playing on par with the best in the game. And he's only scratching the surface. I mean, to my, my eyes, that's a future all-pro we have a quarterback. Now it's up to him to do the work. He's got to actually do it. Oh, I understand that 100%. Man, that's the ceiling to me. Uh, he's that good. Uh, he, it, it's it's going to be fascinating to watch him continue to grow and see what he's able to accomplish. I, I'm incredibly excited about it. Uncultured, what's up? The first 10 minutes of my therapy session were filled with F-bombs and Joe Barry. Not sure it helped, but I am 
dreading Barry coming back. Yeah, I'm resigned to him coming back so that if he is dismissed, it's a pleasant surprise. It's the old say anything. Anybody remember that movie? Cameron Crowe's classic with John Cusack. Like, uh, you got it all figured out. When you start out depressed, everything's a pleasant surprise. Food for thought. Dag, what's going on? The thing with Barry is I want good, not decent. He's decent, but not good. That's pretty well put. That is pretty well put. Matthew, what's going on? You got to lose zero to finish 17-0 next year, Nags. That is a tall task. But if there's a team that can do it, it's a team of destiny, the 2024 Green Bay Packers. Thanks, Mike. Matthew, sorry. Robert, what's going on? Great season, way better than expected, and the future looks bright. Thanks for all the great work you do at Cheesehead TV. I appreciate it. Go Pack Go. Thank you, Robert. Really appreciate you tuning in and for saying that. Robert again. Matt LaFleur stated he prayed when Carlson went on the field. I think all Packers fans say the same thing when the D goes onto the field. Robert, I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, I don't know if I pray, but I certainly, you know, rub a lucky rabbit's foot or something. I was glad Matt got asked about that quote, the I every time he goes out there, I pray thing, because, man, that was cheap ass shit from the broadcast team. And Matt kind of said, you know, I've been in production meetings before. That was a new one, blah, blah, blah. It's clear that he's somewhat joking there. Does anyone, anyone with a brain understands in the conversation, it was probably like, oh, you know, yeah, it's been tough. He's missed some, blah, blah, blah. And every time, you know, every time he goes out there, I pray, you know, like as a joke. And then they report it and it gets put out there online and everyone's like, oh, did you see what the coach said? And they stuck with this kicker. This is abhorrent. It's like. No, this is not the Geneva Convention. It's a football coach making a joke. Fucking ridiculous, man. Carl, what's up? So excited about this team. Heart sinks thinking of a Barry return. We have some great players on defense. Hate to waste it. Hope LaFleur realizes it. It's his shop. We shall see. Joe, what's up? We're better than shit. New Cheesehead TV apparel. <laughs> Um, I don't know, but we have a brand new shirt that I just tweeted out. It says, uh, if you ain't a Packer fan, you ain't shit. Pack Attack, what's up? Do we keep Joe Barry? Did he finally flip his script at the end of the season for good, or do we look for a new one? If I knew that, I'd go to Vegas, man. No idea. I suspect he'll be back, but I'll be gladly proven wrong. Talik, what's up? Thoughts on the Packers' play in the trenches on Saturday and the future going forward on both lines with free agency and the draft coming up? That's an excellent question. I thought they worked up front on defense early in the game, right through till the fourth quarter. The problem was that they ran out of gas. You've seen that happen throughout the league, throughout the history of the league. You can be working people up front for one, two, maybe even three quarters, but by the time the game comes down to the end, it's real hard to keep that up. Hell, that's kind of what happened in the the Falcons' loss to the Patriots in the Super Bowl, the 28-3 game. If you go back and watch that game, the Falcons owned the Patriots up front all game on defense until about middle of third quarter, early fourth. Their pass rush just ran out of gas, and that's kind of what happened to the Packers on Saturday night. And that's why I wanted Joe to start consenting some pressure because they weren't winning the way they had been earlier in the game. Now, all of that said, yeah, again, I thought they played really well up front, much better than I expected them to. And you saw how it affected Purdy. There were a number of times where he had nowhere to go with the ball, 
and he was looking at the rush and I thought, you know, for the most part, they did a good job up there. I do think they'll probably add to the rotation, um, whether that's a defensive lineman or an outside backer slash DE, um, especially with the injury to Anigbare. I don't think you can discount the idea of adding someone there in the draft. But yeah, and as far as the offensive line, again, I've talked a lot about it today. The the loss of Zach Tom really showed throughout the second half. Um, that said, I thought Nyman battled. Thought he played as well as could be expected in that situation against that competition, especially Bosa. Um, there's little doubt they'll continue to do what they've done, right? As far as they'll certainly look for value, but I suspect, yeah, they'll continue to draft guys late day three, you know, rounds five, six, seven, convert those tackles to guards and find a couple diamonds in the rough. They've been so good at it. I don't expect anything to change going forward. Now, if there's some prospect who they consider what a blue chipper, right? Who for whatever reason falls to 25 or somewhere early in the draft. Yeah, no, I would be surprised if they took one, but for the most part, I suspect they'll look later in the draft. That that would be my guess. Um, all right, everybody, I got to get going. I cannot thank you guys enough for hanging out, talking Packers each and every day, Monday through Friday, right here on the Cheesehead TV social channels. Please do me a monster favor. Hit like on the video, subscribe to the channel, and then tell your friends and tell your family. Cheesehead TV, we are devoted to Green Bay Packers fans worldwide. Thanks a lot, everybody. Have a great night. Go Pack Go. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh-huh.